Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 81 of Between You and Me, the podcast where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal, and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jess Morris. I'm a music journalist, and I do this so that I can learn how to understand people who are different to me, so I can hear new music, and so I can be part of an incredible family of people who are misfits and rock stars and rebels and questioners, and who just want to figure out what the truth is and what love really means in this world. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at JesusWide.com, your number one website for Christian news, interviews, and reviews. Big fans of Jesus Wide. They really feature independent artists, which I know I say a lot, but it's a really big deal because it's hard to make your mark in Christian music, so go and check them out. Today's episode is really exciting because we have another international guest. Now, I know I'm Australian, so technically nearly everyone's international for me, but we do a lot of like Christian musicians from the US, right? Well, today we have a music collective from the UK. They're actually called Orphan No More. They are from Bath, which I had definitely only heard of in Jane Austen novels. And this collective are extraordinary. So Orphan No More was started about eight years ago. It's a bit hit and miss depending when you talk to the team because it was so organic. But this is a community of friends who started making music together because they wanted to tell good stories. They wanted to pursue social justice. They wanted to figure out what it means to live and love and act like Jesus all together. And it has developed into this extraordinary sound and community of people who have traveled through some really tragic moments together to create music that speaks life into people. So I speak today to one of the co-founders of All For No More, Joshua Luke Smith, and another one of the members and a solo artist in her own right, Danny Mish. They are really honest with me about what it means like to have this album released in the US. Um, And they tell me actually about what inspired this album. So the title, Even Now, you'll notice in the conversation, occasionally I could call it Even If. I'm wrong. It's called Even Now. You'll want to Spotify it. Trust me. Even Now, the track was actually written the night that their best friend Esther passed away from breast cancer. And Josh and his friends are sitting there praying, pleading, weeping, asking God to save her. Uh, And in the process, they write this song, Even Now, a declaration of hope in God, in hope in, in Esther's story that it's still going. And that has cultivated this beautiful record that explores like different lead singers, has a few different sounds and it has a full, like an organic community choir in the best way that explores what it means to be human, what it means to love like Jesus. I've had people say to me, I can't listen to Christian music anymore. Like I don't know who to add to my playlist the traditional church bands that I have or like the big CCM artists, they're just not my thing anymore. I can't, I can't connect with them. I don't have the same values as them. And one other thing I love about Orphan No More is that they feel like the answer to that void. This is an unashamedly Christian band, but what defines them is their friendship and their commitment to actually following the teaching of Jesus as opposed to being evangelical if that makes any sense and because of that their music is so honest and raw and true they're not trying to sell music they're just trying to tell good stories and that is beautiful as you can tell I really loved this interview I felt like I found kindred spirits in it Um, they 
dove in deep before I even asked hard questions. And, and I mean, what more can I ask for as a journalist or a person? That was phenomenal. Um, but these are both really, really cool people who I think you will like. Now, we're about to dive into a bio so you can learn more about Oof, know more, their name, where they come from, things like that. Uh, a heads up, this is a deep conversation. We talk about some difficult topics. We talk about death. We talk uh, very, very briefly about suicides. Uh, no details are mentioned, but they do talk about the effect that their song has had on people who are healing um, or have gone through some really hard stuff in their life. So, there are sensitive moments here. This is still safe for kids' ears, but please just be aware wherever you're at emotionally that this is a deeper one. Um, take care of yourself and honor that. Okay, here is your bio about Orphan No More, and then we'll dive right in. Enjoy. This one is really good for your heart. Everybody wants to belong to something. Orphan No More, a music collective based in Bath, England, is the embodiment of this desire. And in the last eight or so years, they have cultivated a community built on the principle that belonging isn't dependent on what we can or can't do. Based on the words of Christ when he said, I will not leave you as orphans, a husband and wife team and both individual musicians, Joshua Luke Smith and Cara Anne Marie Smith, lead Orphan No More. And they define their mission as a community of followers of Jesus, seeking to live out his radical world-transforming teachings. The unique and beautiful facet of this collective is that it's not just about music and especially not the CCM or worship genre we've sort of been taught is streamline evangelical. No, this group of friends embrace all sorts of creativity, making music across genres, using poetry and multiple instruments to weave a narrative of social justice and hope into their work. They encompass their own record label, with many artists in the collective also appearing as solo artists, and they founded the Check Your Blind Spot project, which addresses racial inequality personally and in society using art, activism, and education. Now, it's rare for me to come this far in a bio and not list at least one release, but when it comes to Orphan No More, their mission is the very essence of their music, and upon the release of their latest live album, Even Now, this has never been more true. You see, Even Now is their third album, their first live recording, and it follows 2018 and 19's Breathe, Volumes 1 and 2. Volume 1 and 2. But what makes Even Now remarkable is that the title track was actually penned the night their friend Esther died from breast cancer. Now, Esther was a founding member of Orphan No More, the collective, and her friends wrote this song as they prayed and wept for her healing and then witnessed her pass away. Even Now is the cornerstone of this soulful album. It heralds in hope and redemption by making space for pain. Literal space. They recorded this as a group live. It is a celebration of stories, community and authenticity. And this is the sound people have thirsted for for years. It's a sound that dares us to look beyond ourselves and to see God and the other. I talked to Joshua Luke Smith, the co-founder of Orphan No More, and his fellow band member and musician who's trained in opera, Danny Mish, about even now. We talked about what it means to see beauty come from your greatest pain and what they think their place in the evangelical church is. These are extraordinary people doing very powerful work and one of my favourite worship bands now. My friends, meet Orphan No More. Welcome Orphan No More to Between You and Me. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Your evening, my night, time zones are very strange. Um, could you both, Danny and Josh, Josh or Joshua? I have to check. 
Either, either, either is cool. Either is cool. Whatever. We'll call you Josh, Grace. Um, so, <laughs> Danny and Josh, can you please introduce yourselves to our listeners and then tell me about All For No More and who you are? Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll jump in first. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm Joshua and uh, my wife and I started All For No More about eight, I always get the year wrong, eight, about eight years ago, um, which really just began as a couple of friends who had, uh, had shared the passion of both eating good food and making good music. And that's honestly where it came from. Um, and so, yeah, so we put out a project. It was my, my first EP about eight years ago. And from then just started gathering other friends and artists who would collaborate and make music. And um, we've been doing it for, for about eight years now and released a ton of different projects. And then in the last few years, we've come together as unique individual artists and found our, ourselves in this wider collective expression, which we just called, it's, it's just called Orphan No More. So um, Orphan No More kind of works as a, as a label for individual artists, but also as a collective for artists together. And we really, we really came together over um, a time of loss and tragedy um, Esther was, I'll jump straight into the deep end. Why not? <laughs> um, Esther was one of the, one of the founding members of Orphan No More, one of our best friends. And she, she tragically passed away in 2018 after a battle with breast cancer. And um, the, the whole kind of community it knew her to different levels. She, she was my wife and I's best friend. But um, during that time, we really found a, a whole new level of depth and connection. And so, when I talk about Orphan No More now, we, well, none of us can really talk about it without talking about that because that has really forged us. And so, yeah, my wife and I have been involved since the beginning and it's a, it's a great pleasure of ours. And I'll let Danny tell you who she is because she's got her <laughs> incredible story. Oh, uh, yeah. So hi, I'm Danny. Um, yeah, I've been um, a part of, we actually don't know the beginning of when I was a part of Wolf anymore. Uh, I think it was kind of just a fluid sort of, we've, I've known you guys for such a long time and was there kind of like your EP launches and all sorts. So I think I've kind of been there from the beginning, but um, I'd say probably what, like in the last six years, maybe ish, mm. where I've then um, as an, as my, myself as an artist, um, been involved so I uh, I write music I uh, love music so much I am a actually a classically an opera trained singer <laughs> um, which is fun <laughs> um, although it doesn't sound like that <laughs> if you listen to uh, any of our music uh, because uh, yeah when I was about 15 I sort of discovered actually I was part of a choir and um, I, I got the solo for do you know the song Joyful Joyful the one in Sister Act yeah. yeah, I got the solo for it and I was like, ooh, weird. And I found this whole part of my voice, which I didn't know existed. And that was very exciting for me. So I started um, yeah, writing songs on this awful little tiny acoustic guitar and, um, and just spending lots of time just, um, just, yeah, writing music and singing and just in my little bedroom <laughs> on my own, uh, recording it to a tape, shows my age. Um, and, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, like fast forward what, you know, a bunch of years later that what's really cool about even where we live in Bath in the UK is just like literally a hotspot for musicians and for creative people and singers and and similarly even with our even with our home church it's the same thing like just so many people and um, so it's a really inspirational place to be um, and then then comes often more into our lives and it's just it's just been an incredible place for as Josh has said uh, 
community and friendship and then also just um like doing the walk as as an artist someone who wants to get that art out into the world um but also it's it's a vulnerable thing to want to do so it's it's an incredible place for for friendship family and um and yeah releasing music so yeah it's and then and then with our um our orphan no more kind of collective project just you know, learning the skills of writing together and releasing music together and what does it sound like? What does it look like? And it's all been very um, fun and organic and crazy and wild. And yeah, so there we go. That's quite a lot about me there. <laughs> That's great. Penny, I, I didn't know about Joyful Joyful. I never heard oh, did you know? tips. I never heard you say that before. That's that is really interesting. Yeah, I literally learned like all the little um, all the little vocal licks that she does. I'd walk home from school singing them over and over and over because I was like, I'm going to get this perfect. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Wow. Where I came from. <laughs> That's amazing. sounds like such a cool it's, it's like it's more than a band it's like a collective or it's like a group of friends and community that's what mm. stuck out to me when I was first at the press release and the EPK about what you guys do um and I wanted to know why why you guys have chosen one not just to work together as friends musically but you actually have married that with mission and you have from my understanding of it a really strong commitment to enacting social justice however you want to term that um so can you tell me a little bit about what it actually means for you guys to actually make like music and you know actual outreach like it's also the same thing for you how does that work with Orphan No More? Good question really good question um I think it kind of comes down to how you view your role in society as an artist you know if you if you view there's so many different ways of approaching being an artist and each expression is valid. I think for us, I'd say something that probably ties us all together is the sense that as an artist, um, we're servants to society. So what we do with our art and what we do with our voices is here to serve society. That doesn't mean that we don't want to be, you know, great entertainers or performers, but ultimately what runs through it all is um, the desire to serve society, to serve the, serve the culture. And I always think about, um, just to get a little bit into the scriptures, I, I often think about John the Baptist as a kind of an archetype for the, for the artist in the sense that he was so dramatic and theatrical, you know, this crazy guy in the, in the desert, you know, wearing the maddest 
wardrobe um and you know speaking to the to the crowds about this this one who is coming so he was he was undeniable in in his expression and he he drew crowds but he was always speaking about something that was greater than himself and um you know he was humble he was he was able to say i'm not even worthy of tying the the sandals of the one who is coming and yet he was so provocative and prophetic and and powerful in what he said so i think for us it's similar it's like well we've been given these gifts and they are gifts. We don't deserve them. We just have them, you know, <laughs> like doesn't mean we haven't worked at them, but we've got these gifts and, and um, we can use our voices to speak about things like the, like the old school idea of the poet standing on the soapbox, you know, just like speaking out, like this is going on. And, and I think it also, it also comes down to your sort of definition of what it means to be prophetic as well, like to be prophetic as someone who is actually speaking about what's going on rather than just like what's going to come, you know? So I think it's probably a combination of those things, our perspective as an artist and the way we view our voice. Um, so when, when, when something happens that we feel like we can't deny, we can't avoid, we can't ignore, it finds its way into our art and it finds its way into the expression of our community. I don't know what you'd say there, Denny. Yeah. I'm just thinking, um, Yes, definitely. Like we, we have these, um, when we, if we're looking more at the community side to start with, like um, we have every kind of, every other Monday we sort of meet, well, meet at the moment is looking like Zoom call because we're all in lockdown again. Um, and and it's, a, it's a place where we're like, a lot of it's to do with our, our heart journey and like people will share, but often we, we talk about things, you know, we talk about um, issues that are really real in the world and and it's a really important space for people to voice their opinion, but also um, almost, I don't know, like uh, see what other people have to say. And, and we, we don't necessarily all agree on everything in the world, um, but actually it's a really safe kind of environment. And I think it kind of starts there where if, you, if you're in a really kind of safe place that you feel like you can um, express uh, how you feel about certain issues, then it naturally, I think anyway, will trickle into the art that you're creating. It almost like gives you the, the, uh, the confidence to then to then speak about those things. Um, mm. And the other thing I was kind of just thinking about as well as, as Josh was talking was um, one thing we've always really wanted to do is with our music, create a, a space where anyone from any walk, from any, whoever they are, um, feels like they're, that they're welcome. And it's not just like a, a club <laughs> for yeah. a certain type of person or a certain type of Christian, you know, but like that actually it's, that's really, really important to us that um, that people feel really loved and welcomed and, um, that they see the truth of who they are when when they're in the room with us or when they're listening to our music. So yeah, I think I think it's really important.
Are you a creator? Do you like creating fancy slideshows for church? Or maybe you're a videographer, a podcaster like me. Maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs. That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tea. And I love a good nostalgic band tea, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com and hit the shop button. I love how, well, from what I've gathered from you, it's it's so organic. And clearly, it's like, you guys keep making the choice to walk in that and walk in the way of Jesus. But um, I love how it's just a natural expression of, of your community. And it just sounds and feels so healthy, which mm. is honestly just beautiful. Um, so that's really, really, really cool. Um, given all of this, what you have created, what God has created in the last nine, six years, however long you've been involved in this evolving collective, um, what does it mean for you now to have some sort of, how have you term it, musical presence in the Christian American evangelical markets? Because like we were talking about before, that's a very, I mean, I work in it. It's, it's, it's great, but it's also strange. And religion and the evangelical culture in America is very different to both of our countries. Um, so what does it mean for you? Like what, maybe I could even term it, what is your mission in terms of sharing your music with, with that market of people? Yeah. Um, Danny, I'll, I'll jump in, interrupt me if you want, Danny. But, um, I, uh, I was, I had an interview yesterday uh, and it was with an outlet that was a lot more probably in the kind of more traditional evangelical space than you are yeah. Jessica <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, firstly I said look I, I, I've grown up in that in that space and in that tribe and I there's nothing I, I feel I need to burn down you know like I'm not here to burn anything down I'm a builder I want to build I want to grow healthily. I want to help people. I'm not here to burn anything down. But he said to me, well, what would you say is your central message? 
And what would you say is essential, you know, theme that you're trying to convey through music, through the music. And I said, well, it's a question. And the question is this, what if everything you hope to be true is, and that is ultimately what I believe Jesus asks us. What if everything you hope to be true is, and not the superficial, not the materialistic, not the surface level desires, but the longings of a soul. What if it's true? What if your deepest desires, that, you, that you're loved, that you belong, that your story isn't over? What if that's true? And when we look at the life of Jesus, we see the evidence of it being true. And we see the evidence of, well, we see the validation of these eternal longings that are in every human. Like Danny said, wherever you come from. And so our music is is tapping into those eternal longings and tapping into that question. And then it actually starts to sound like some good news, you know? <laughs> so um, in terms of like going back to your actual question, um, I think there's points where, where, in the space that you talked about where it really connects and you're like, yeah, amazing. Like, like we can celebrate together and agree together. And then naturally like any family, there's points where it's like, yeah, we probably see, see that differently. And no, I'm, I'm not going to amplify that point of view. You know, like I sit around the meal table with my, with my literal family and we have such a beautiful time together. And then a certain idea, concept, sociology will come up. Theology will come up. We realize, Hey, we don't see this the same. And that's okay. I hear that. I love that. That was beautifully answered. Thank you. And thank you for your honesty um, and being so respectful in it. <laughs> I know that that at times that it's like, for, for me, it's like it has to be a choice as well. It's something that's learned. Um, but that's, I, don't, I only say that because that's something that I've had to learn through through starting this podcast. Yes. Through living in a, I've had to learn to become respectful mm -hmm. in, in a new way. So uh, I appreciate that. Father, Father, won't you roll my stone away? Father, won't you roll my stone? Father, I just want to come back home again. I just want to come back home. I spent so Firstly, the single and what it actually means to you. Go on, Danny. <laughs> um, so even now, um, it, well, it's, it's an incredible song. Um, it was written by, by Josh and Kara, um, but also shared within our community that, um, so it, it feels like our own, you know, like even when you're not necessarily the actual physical writer of it, like you kind of, there's a kind of a embodying, embodying of it because um, mm. we have sung it together and we have declared it so many times. Um, 
And even now it was written um, on the night that um, Esther passed away, um, our friend that Josh was talking about earlier. And um, really, even now is, um, the message of even now is just that no matter kind of what is going on, even if you aren't getting what you want, for example, we wanted Esther to live, but she passed away. Um, even now we still believe, we still believe. And it's really powerful and challenging actually, because sometimes it is really hard to stand in a situation and still be declaring that and believing that when uh, you've you've seen sort of past things that haven't worked out or disappointments. Um, but it's been really central to our community in um, you know the, the biggest and the smallest of of things where you know um, whatever we're going through, actually we can stand together and and be declaring it. Uh, even now, we still believe that yes, you will be able to pay your rent yes we believe that you know whatever the situation is that um god is is good and he's he's faithful um and um it's been a crazy journey with the single because um yeah just even seeing how people outside of our community have embraced it and i, I really think it's been incredibly life-changing for a lot of people um and we we did um a festival last summer it feels like a really long time ago now because we haven't done yeah. anything for so long <laughs> so sad um and just uh yeah we did even now and honestly it it like the room absolutely like how many people's in that tent josh is like what like seven, six seven thousand yeah like the room was just like on fire uh, just because it was real you know like it wasn't a sort of a christian hype song like <laughs> um it a real it was a it's a real cry like even even now brilliant even now when i when we're singing it i still feel what i felt when we sang it two two and a half years ago for the first time and and then it, putting it in the different kind of uh, place in a different context of um of this this festival uh, and like just the testimonies that hearing the stories that came from it of people just saying like it just gave me so much hope i called my my mum up and and i and i shared it with her and i shared the hope that it's brought me and it's it's changed our family and all these sorts of things it's it's incredible so yeah um that's that's it <laughs> in some kind of nutshell. <laughs> Anything to add, Josh? Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, I feel like going back to what we've talked about already, I think it's just a song that 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 creates space for people. Like it was, it's literally, the chorus is literally the words that we're singing, weeping on our living room floor, pleading, you know, that that our friend would live. That's it. That's It, it didn't come from like a national songwriting session. Do you know what I mean? Like it literally, so when you sing it, you, it's incarnational. You bring, the word becomes flesh. It brings people back into the fleshment of that moment and the space that they're in, you know? And so it comes out of the story of Lazarus, Jesus outside the grave of Lazarus, which is so powerful because Jesus weeps. He's already announced himself as the resurrection and the life, but he weeps. And, and Martha says to him, say the words and even now, you know, he'll rise again. And so for me, when I sing it, I am, I am declaring the tension of the human experience, the weeping and the lament and the tears and the sorrow, and also the expectation for, for this one, for this coming resurrection, you know? And yeah, like Danny said, like, if we sung it two, I think two days ago, just like in, in my lounge and I just like, I just feel it all over again. I know I'll be an old man with a white beard singing that song. Just like, it's just one of those eternal, like, yeah, it's just, it's just a song that, that I'm so glad we've, we've kind of stumbled upon and we get to share with people. We released a single and two days afterwards, we got a message from a woman who who found her son 
sorry, like genuine trigger warning for anyone listening that talking about suicide. Um, but she, yeah, she'd found her son who had passed away. Um, it had taken, t- taken his life and she said for three days, it's all I could listen to. So that, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't make me think, Oh, we were, we wrote a great song. It doesn't make me think that What it makes me think is humans as we need space. We need spaces to, 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 to hold these, moments in our lives and as you know Jess music does that right like if music just holds the space so I think that's what our song is doing for people mm. there's um there's something so this is what I'm getting from it what you guys are saying there's something really um sacred and incarnational like what what, what you were saying about about your choice to share those moments in that song and that truth and that hope that comes out of heartbreak with others mm. and not just with each other, which is in itself is amazing, but then choosing it to share with the world. Um, and I can't, even though I imagine it's a great privilege, it's like, this is what we're called to do. It's also like, there's, a, I imagine forms of heaviness with that, like hearing stories from people mm. who were saying, this happened to me and I listened to it. Like it makes it, makes it worth it. But it's yeah. it, there's a there's a real heaviness to that. Mm. I imagine um, does that give you a greater sense of I don't know if this is the right word, but like responsibility. Like God, God can use anything, but it's it's just amazing mm. that He's He's used your greatest pain for others. Mm. Like does does that make yeah. you who's healing? Like. More? Yeah, okay, really good question. Again, you ask great questions, yes. Yeah, I think it I think it makes me just think, wow, like there's this there's a scene in The Passion of the Christ. And I know this isn't like straight out of Bible, this is this is um poetic license, but I don't know if you remember in the film, there's a scene where Jesus is carrying the cross. He's he's walking to, to um Golgotha and the, the the crown of thorns is piercing his skin and he's bleeding and he's dirty and he's whipped and he's carrying the cross. And then he looks over at Mary who's in the crowd and he says, See mother, I am making all things new. And it's it's so beautiful because he's he's so destitute and broken and bloody, but he's got this like hope of like, see, mother. I'm making all things new. And you're like, he said that before the resurrection. And I think with, with a song like even now and with what I feel like we're commissioned to do, it's, it's that it's like, we're just standing in, in the bloody broken beaten world that we're in just saying he's making all things new. And you feel like a lunatic sometimes saying it. And then you get a message from a mother who's grieving her son, who's feeling some semblance or ray of hope. And you're like, dang, or you lose your best friend. And then you realize that in the loss of her, in the pain that you felt in losing her, others have have hope. And it doesn't make one thing okay. It doesn't make it better, but it makes it it, it fills you with an in, it fills you with the sense that actually God is moving and that there is something greater at work. Now, um, to quote Rob Bell, who's one of my one of my heroes, um, to see that even here and even now, something new is breaking forth, you know, something new is breaking forth right now in the midst of all of this. So, yeah, it's, I, yeah, I love that. I love your question. Again, I don't know if I've answered it. That's a, that's a problem with good questions. You, you, you ask a good question, even my mind just goes somewhere. <laughs> so I don't know if I've answered it, but I definitely feel very honored to be a part of this work.
There's darkness in the skies If you're standing in the boat with us tonight The wind and waves subside Oh, the storm rages on And there's darkness in the skies If you're standing in the boat with us tonight The wind and waves subside Even now, even now the grave when the mourners come to grieve you're the resurrection and the life how that experience of writing even if of hoping and praying and grieving for Esther how did that um help you to form the album that you're now sharing with the world good Danny well I suppose um we spend a lot of time in our living rooms um just sort of crying and <laughs> and uh sharing and talking and and going through that that grieving process um and i think a lot of our other songs came from that that space some some of them had already been written through other you know situations that we'd been going through whatever but we we do um and we would do um spend a lot of time together um and and often just singing and worshiping with no agenda really just other than like just being together and um, worshiping God. And I think that is from that space, from that real kind of like, uh, you know, in, in, in our grief and in our walking out of that grief. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we just, we just wrote stuff. And I think that's probably where then the album um, mm. kind of be, began to come from. And, I, and when you listen to the album, I've always, I've always said it's quite an experience. It's, it's not just like, Oh, you listen to a song mm. from beginning to end, and then all oh, right, the next song here, here it is. But actually, like it's um, when I when I've listened back to it, I'm I'm just taken right back. I suppose mm. having the honor of being in the room for the whole thing, I'm taken right back to to those moments. And um, and I think that the reason we can we we've kind of cultivated this album, which is so experiential and so it's it's deep. It's it's a deep. There's a deep work that happens when you listen to it. Yeah, it's yeah. because we've we've spent that time beforehand in in our living rooms four of us ten of us however many of us um just uh 
you know, in that place, worshiping God, yeah. grieving, whatever, like, you know, the whole, the whole, whatever it looks like. Um, yeah. So uh, do you want to add anything to that, Josh? No, I think it's great. Yeah. I think, I think there was, there was that whole thing about um, bottling it, wasn't it? Like oh, yeah. this, this, this kind of analogy of like bottling wine, you, you bottle the wine, like, and then you leave it and it just gets better with time. And there's something about this album, which was like bottling, these experiences and different songs into this one place. And like Danny said, like, that's how I describe it as well. It's, it's an experience. So you mm. sit back and you enjoy the bottle of wine and, and, <laughs> and, you know, and all the songs and, you know, now we're, we're looking at the next record or, you know, because to be, you know, we've been living with even now for over two years. So um, it's not that if we're going to sing the song for, I don't think we'll ever probably play a show where we don't sing it, but right. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, but, but we're you know we're excited about the next record as well because we know that this one we know we know we've stewarded this this song and this message and this story we've stewarded it well and so now we can we can give it to the world and do what do what artists do and start painting again you know yeah when I think about like even like the you know everyone within the community like we've all we've actually all been through the same like situation we've all as in we've all we all knew Esther like you said in different capacities but we all knew her so actually like as we move into the next thing we are we you know our lives have been really defined by by that whole that whole situation so um I feel like you know it's like it's kind of deep I guess but like there's something really deep that we all kind of resonate with and then it comes out in our music so even the future albums that we create they'll still have that in it if that makes sense which i think is kind totally. of really special yeah it's really good yeah singing holy because it takes me from the throne i am not the great i am i'm singing holy because i keep seeing other sides of him i'm singing holy see i've seen the face of god i'm singing holy i've been caught in this eternal chorus singing together with thousands upon thousands that went before us We are singing with the richest of men to the poorest. Oh God, you are holy. Because when it's all said and done, and every song has been played, and there's nothing left to say, I'll just whisper his name. Because when we whisper the name, the dead stroll out their graves. Listen, at the mention of his name, things have to change. And still today, it's his name that breaks chains. And it's his name that frees the slave. I'm alive because he spoke into the clay. So now I'm just giving him back what he first gave. You are holy. I'm singing it because it's all I've got left to say. You are holy. My first popcorn question for you, and you can answer them separately together. I don't mind. There's this three. You can take tunes if you like. Um, Number one, if you could go on tour with any musical artist, who would it be? Assuming that COVID dies and all that sort of stuff. (laughs) 
COVID stops. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who would you go on tour with? Well, Danny, I tell me if you disagree, but as often no more as our collective, mm. for me, it would be it would be United Pursuit. If we were to like open up for anyone as often no more and be in the same rooms and spaces as someone I would love, that they, they've just so inspired and helped us along the way. So as often no more as our collective, that would, I'd love I would to agree with you. Guys at all. Yes, please. <laughs> if you're listening, Will Reagan. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, what song, and it could be any song, it doesn't have to be a worship song, what song do you wish you wrote? I feel like Josh, you'll know exactly. You've got it in your head probably already. <laughs> no, I literally, I, whenever anyone asks any questions about songs, every song just goes out the window. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I don't know. Go on, yeah, I knew you'd know. Go on. I do know. Okay, you go. Well, no, but you got answer as well. I'm only answers to give you more time. Okay. Um, I wish that I wrote Hallelujah that's by really Jeff Buckley awesome. and I wish I could sing it as well. Like that song. I mean, come on. Like, Imagine saying, hey guys, I've got a new song. And then you sing, I heard there was a secret chord that David plays and played and pleased the Lord. Like imagine, yeah. imagine having written that. Oh, still struggling over here. <laughs> um, I can't think of one that's okay. I, I can give you, you can use the same mental strength for the next question. <laughs> I think. <laughs> D- D- Danny's is toxic. You got right? it. <laughs> um, you know what? I'd probably, but the thing is, right. I, I being a, a singer uh, and that's really, I, I am a songwriter too. And I, and I love that side of it, but I'm so enamored by voices that for my first thing when I'm listening, isn't necessarily like, Oh, is this song an amazing song? I'm more like, is this voice an amazing voice? So I'd probably say off the top of my head, and I'd probably regret saying this, but like probably a, like a Whitney Houston song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. Nice, nice answer. My last question for both of you. If, if you could go back uh, to let's say the day after you wrote Even If um, if you could go back to that day and tell yourself something knowing what you know now experiencing what you've experienced now what would you tell yourself if anything silence <laughs> well, um, brain's ticking away <laughs> the, the, if we go back to the day the day after we wrote the song um I, th- I, th- I think I'd probably say um, my wife has this mantra, which is just walk slow. And that's probably what I tell myself is just keep walking slow, slow down, slow down. Keep singing that song <laughs> and just keep mm. walking slow. I obviously wasn't there for yeah. the actual writing of it, but I suppose in sort of the process of being a part of the song in a way, uh, I'd probably say that um, although I don't know what, life is going to be like and there's lots of twists and turns um it's all going to be okay it's probably
Josh and Danny just really, really cool. They are really kind, really genuine people. Um, and then you listen to their music and you realize they are also ridiculously talented. So these two are both individual solo artists as well as part of this collective. And that's one of the things I love about Orphan No More is that they're essentially like their own record label. They remind me a lot of Maverick City Music, but a little bit more UK based. Um, and I love that. It's super, super cool. If you really enjoyed what you heard today, you want to hear more of their stories and their music, um, definitely go and check out the album Even Now. It's available on all streaming and music platforms. You can also follow the band. Please go and follow them. Let them know what it means to you. Um, they are on Instagram at Orphan No More. You can also find them online at orphannomore.co. You can also find some details there about their social justice project. Check your blind spot. If you would like to connect individually with Josh and with Danny, links will also be in our show notes and you'll find them on our social media and on Orphan No More. They both release individual music. Josh actually just released a new track called Mosaics, which we're playing at the end of this episode. Um, so definitely tune in to hear that. It's, they're different genres to what Orphan No More is the collective. So it's really, really fun. Now, I know that today what we talked about was really heavy. Um, so if you are left in a place where you just need to chat with someone, you need some support, please reach out to a trusted friend. Uh, please reach out to someone. It's okay. Even if you just feel off, it's okay. In America, you can text the crisis text line just so you have someone to chat to on 741741. In Australia, you can call Lifeline on 131114. And for any other resources across other countries, like our friends in the UK, or for like more specific web resources, things like that, Go and visit our friends at To Write Love on Her Arms. They are at TWLOHA.com. The link is in our show notes. Just know that you don't have to be alone in the feelings or the questions or the grief. And if this opened up anything for you, I would love for you to reach out to someone and just work through it with them. You don't have to do it alone. Thank you for dwelling in that story with me. Thank you for honouring the story of this collective and this community, honouring the story of Esther, the beauty that has come from so much tragedy. I'm really, really... Inspired doesn't sound like the right word because it's so overused these days, but the way that this group of friends choose to talk about their pain and the legacy of Esther to bring life to others is really extraordinary. Um, that's a type of thing that, like, that's not easy to do. It, it fuels creativity. It fuels, like, a lifelong mission. It, it helps to expand love for others. But it costs you something to do that. Anyone who is grieved will know that. Any artist will tell you that. I think that's what makes their music and their work so powerful. So I really want to acknowledge that. Thank you to all the members of Orphan No More, the ones uh, who lead the songs in the background, who are part of production, who are part of design. You're quite an extraordinary group and you, you give me so much hope. You give me so much hope as a fellow storyteller. Thank you so, so much. My friends, next week, we will actually be back. We are dropping in a very special episode with someone that you definitely grew up listening to in Christian music. 
He just released his first album in like 13 years and he was a former newsboy. So definitely make sure that you press subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever the heck you listen to us, go and hit subscribe. And while you're there, please give us a very, very belated Christmas New Year's gift and give us a five-star rating and leave a review. It helps people to hear these stories. We know that artists love love this time of conversation. They love connecting with you. And I, I know that um, management and even their marketing teams, they love it. They always respond back with how what we create here is something a bit different to what you normally find in evangelical media. It's something different to what you normally find in a traditional Christian podcast. We, we, just, we exist to create spaces for artists to talk about honest, real things, for people to find the common ground, to explore the insecurities and uncertainties. That's what makes this podcast special. Um, and it's because you listen every week and because the artists share that. So if you love that, if you if you find a home in this space, please go and give us a review. Please share it with a friend. We want this family to grow bigger in the extent that we want people to feel welcome. If they want to come to the table, there's always a seat for them here. So um, we would love you to share that. That is all I have for this week. I will see you next week for an episode with, drum roll please, yep, can't do that, Phil Joel of the Newsboys. He's from New Zealand and I can't wait. I love New Zealanders. All right. Sitting outside in my socks, drinking 10 year scotch. I ain't looking at the clock, I smoke the cigar till it stops. I'm thinking, I wish that I could call you and tell you at length. But I ain't never seen weakness embody such strength. Reminiscing about sitting next to your hospital bed. Only days before you fell asleep in heavenly rest. I've had a heavy chest and tired eyes since July. I even sent a text that you won't get, but I'll wait for that reply. Like I'm waiting for a check, they ain't never gonna clear Damn so many songs that you ain't never gonna hear But I know that when I'm gone, God will pay back in arrears All that time we didn't get, and that life that disappears Singing All of our joy, all of our grief All of our pain, all of our peace All that we lose, all that we keep This is our, this is our story together again you and i will write songs together from heaven instead then i saw my father calling so i picked up and he said so they told me i got cancer but i had to take a breath life hits you with the right then it hooks you with the left but the broken are made beautiful the being of the blessed so despite our broken hearts we will live with open arms because we are mosaics made of stars we are walking walks of art and i know that it gets dark man i know that it gets hard the roots already told me that all things will fall apart But I can see the arc and the story that unfolds So to quote those words of old, our pain is paid gold Singing All of our joy, all of our grief yeah. All of our pain, all of our peace yeah. All that we lose, all that we keep uh. This is our, this is our story yeah. All of our joy, all of our grief All of our pain, all of our peace all that we lose, all that we keep